when you're dealing with anxiety and depression and all of the things that our society is dealing with, with mental health and mental illness, when you fix the gut, you fix the brain. Welcome to the HGW Podcast. We're your hosts, Zoe Sakutis and Erica Huss, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled, and sold, and now we're moving on. We put down the juicer and picked up the mic to start a conversation. We'll bring you behind-the-scenes information on leading brands and emerging ideas in this rapidly evolving world of wellness. Every Wednesday, we chat with experts or entrepreneurs who help us cut through the noise and bring you information you can actually use. No shaming, no guilt, just the cold-pressed truth about real ways you can feel better, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And bonus, we even share our often humiliating personal experiences, all in the name of your wellness journey. Clinical studies have shown that writing five-star reviews improves mood and circulation. So if you like what you hear, give us some love and share with a friend. Often irreverent and occasionally intuitive, consider us your navigators on the bumpy highway to well. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Uh, just getting cracked out on some decaf coffee over here. Decaf coffee. I will see your decaf coffee and I will raise you one herbal coffee substitute because not only is there no caffeine, there's not even any coffee in it. So is it really raising? I'm pretty sure that's lowering. It might be lowering, but it's delicious. And, you know, doesn't upset the tummy. Still has a smooth and creamy mouthfeel. <laughs> no, I like it. It's delicious. Yeah. Why is it just like every time we say mouthfeel, it just sounds disgusting? Because it's a terrible word and it should be outlawed like moist and other... Yes. They're all just a little porny. It's a little porny. Mouthfeel. It's odd. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, Bill. Another rough weekend with the children. Man. Puke Fest 2018. What are we going to do? I don't know. I'm just... I'm tapped. I'm tapping out. I told Chris I'm leaving. <laughs> I can't you should just leave and come back when they're 10. I've thought about it. Because that's really when they're like a better age to actually have like a real conversation. Right now, you're really just talking about who's got poop. No, they're talking. They're con- they're conversing. And the conversation just happens to be about poop. Anyway, it was um, a puke fest filled weekend. It was lovely. One point I just surrendered and I put a towel over my chest and I just let my little girl, huh, my little precious darling baby girl. Just vomit a rainbow <laughs> all over your chest? Right, right on my, right oh, on my sleeping, chest. sleeping, not puking. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, well going in between the two. Anyway, I had no vomit in my weekend, shockingly, because there was potential for it all weekend, given the amount of uh, live music and singing and karaoke and piano bar action that was packed into my weekend, but yet no vomit anywhere with like 12 different people involved. That's good. That means you're all adult drinkers. <laughs> we're all grown up. These are all grown up and you're not doing shots like a frat boy. That is up. correct. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Because I kind of feel like we should talk about guts. Oh, you want to talk about guts? You want to talk about your gut, my gut, everyone's gut? (laughs) Everyone's got gut. 85% of our immune system is in our gut. What? So lots of crazy fun facts that we learned because we had this conversation with Sharon Brown, who is the CEO and founder of Bonafide Provisions. Delicious, nutritious, frozen bone broth that is kind of just changing the landscape because this is really, it's there, every store, there are delivering nationwide. And it's yummy. Yeah. Bone broth is a true miracle healer. That's right. I'm going to say it. And Sharon did her own experiment with her child 
when he was a toddler. I know, such a sad story. God. Crazy. I know. Antibiotics for like years and years and years. And finally, she said enough. She did her own research. She cut out the, you know, the usual suspects that upset the tummy and the body. And she added a therapeutic dose of bone broth and it worked. She just like cracked the code and inspired her to create this business, which is crushing it now. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, I really appreciate it. Like she had to just roll up her sleeves and do so much research because this is like 12, 15 years ago. No one, I mean, we weren't really talking about nutritional therapies in the way that we are now by any means. And nobody was talking about bone broth, even though this is like literally one of the oldest practices in civilization is to withdraw and extract the, you know, the nutrients and the minerals from very, very clean animal bones in, you know, in a a broth form. And that's where you get the collagen and the gelatin and all of that good stuff that just like heals your tummy and heals you basically from the inside out. It's fascinating. She does a much better job of explaining how that actually happens. Yes, that was a terrible. And what actually goes goes on inside the gut. No, no, you did a great job. Great job. She is a, she's great at explaining it. And, you know, it's funny because I don't eat meat. I haven't had meat for, I don't know, 20 years. And I drink bone broth and I just swear by it now. I mean, we have to do a little PSA to all of the closeted vegans out there. (laughs) Or I guess we should say the closeted, the vegans who are closeted bone broth drinkers because come into the light. If you're drinking bone broth and you you still don't have to eat meat, but you can really, you can really get the benefits um, just, you know, even just from drinking this. And I know that, you know, there are plenty of vegans out there who are doing it for ethical reasons and that's a whole other conversation. But if you're doing it for health reasons, I, I think we should encourage you to rethink your, rethink your life choices. Yeah, I rethought it and I'm really glad that I did. I think it was insanely helpful and it continues to be helpful. But anyway, so Sharon is amazing and this episode is is just so informative and this is a subject that everybody has to, everybody listen to it and then tell someone you know and love <laughs> who needs to heal their gut, which by the way, is about 85% of the population walking around leaky gut, almost all of us. You get your gut in order and tell a friend and get their gut in order. Um, okay, We're going to play the actual episode now. Thank you so much for coming all the way up from San Diego. Beautiful San Diego. Yeah, beautiful San Diego to beautiful Los Angeles where we are visiting. So we kind of, we're meeting you in the middle. Not really. No, not exactly. Theoretically, (laughs) if there was traffic and you were flying from New York and I was driving from San Diego, we'd probably get there at the same time. It could have taken us. Oh my God, that's true. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so thank you for coming. And we, you know, we want to hear your amazing story about your amazing bonafide... Bonafide provisions is delicious. Which is a bone broth. Yes, bone broth. Thank you. Thanks. Um, Yeah, we had the pleasure of being able to try some of it. I found at, at my local Whole Foods and then we connected with you and we got to try a little bit more and I really enjoy it. And especially coming from two of us who are former, or like not meat eaters. Well, but, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat the meat. Well, but you're not a vegetarian because you eat the fish. I eat the fish, but so I don't you're eat- you're a pescatarian. Yes, but I do not eat don't beef. Eat I do not eat chicken. Yeah. I do not eat things that bone broth is typically, you know, right made from. So, yeah. but it is my, with great pleasure, I drink bone broth. Specifically, your brand. 
Um, Wonderful. It's interesting. Interesting. Is it a gateway drug? I don't know. It's a total gateway drug. And we, first of all, we have a lot of people that are like you out of the closet about it. And then others that won't admit to it. So we have um, vegans and vegetarians that come over to our booth and say, I need some bone broth, but don't tell anybody I'm a, I'm a vegan or I'm oh a vegetarian. Oh my God, There's that just makes yeah, it, yeah. come it's, on now. <laughs> Sack up like a little, little yeah. confessional booth next we, to your sample I know. table. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but they understand the benefits and reap the benefits. Right. And there's people, there's many um, people who have, it's kind of their gateway. And then if they want to introduce themselves back to meat, yeah. It, yeah. it definitely is that bridge. I mean, I understand maybe if you're going to be closety about it, if you're like doing your diet for, you know, for reasons, like humane reasons, yeah, for animal rights reasons, then that you might want to kind of like keep it on the DL. That you're drinking I don't broth. know though, because if, well, I don't know, I guess you could argue it anyway, really. It's like, if you're a vegetarian and you're like, okay, if it's for ethical reasons, then that poses a conflict. But if it's for health reasons, then there's like a legitimate argument here, which we're going to get into. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. It's an, it, yeah. yeah. Separate show. Yeah. Um, so tell us the story. How was Bonafide born? Yeah. So Bonafide was born out of really a need. I have three children and my middle son, who's now 19, when he was born, he was a perfectly healthy baby. And when he was six months old, he developed his first sinus infection. And I did what most mom moms did back 19 years ago, you take them to the pediatrician and they um, put them on antibiotics for sinus infections. And he pretty much lived on an antibiotic for the first six years of his life. So he had chronic sinus infections, ear infections, respiratory infections. And no gut. No gut. Wait, so was he actually on a constant dose of antibiotics for six years or you mean off and on? Off and on. And typically we wouldn't go longer than three months. And eventually the dosing, he would have to take 21 days, uh, 21 day rounds of antibiotics because the seven and 10 days no longer worked for him. Ugh. Yeah. And at that time, I mean, 19 years ago, we definitely didn't have all this information about antibiotics. People were a little bit averse to it, but not, I they mean, didn't like, know what why. was your position? Were you just like, okay, this is what the doctor is saying or? Absolutely. hundred percent. And, yeah. you know, you take your baby to the doctor and they've got 102 fever and the doctor says, we're going to put them on antibiotics. There's no adverse side effects. And they handed out like candy. You just do what the doctor says and you, and yeah. you want your baby. Why wouldn't well. you trust your doctor on Absolutely. that? Yeah. And so we did that and we did conventional medicine for him. And it wasn't until he was in first grade that we decided we've got to do something different. And it was a back to school night where uh, you get to go back and meet the teacher. And his teacher pulled my husband and I aside and said, you know, your son Blake is a fine young man. Great little guy, but he definitely has issues and he has specifically ADD. You know, I've been teaching for 20 years and my advice is that you get them on Ritalin. The sooner, the better. It's easier for the family. It's easier for the teachers. It's easier for the rest of the students in the class. And so we, you know, decided we have to get off this crazy train and we didn't know what we were going to do, but we knew we needed to do something different. And drastic. But at the time, I'm sorry to interrupt, but did you make the connection at all? Did you think, was there a hypothesis? Like, could it be in connection to all of the health elements he had? Or did you think of it totally separately? No, I figured that it had to do with his health elements. And I, you know, you have this kid who is just, you know, a snotty nosed mess most of his 
life and can't concentrate. And I just relate that back to me, how I feel when I feel like that. And I thought, of course he can't concentrate. He's got, he's miserable. He's miserable. This kid. Exactly. And so I thought that there could be a correlation, but I didn't know what, but I just thought this is the the straw that broke the camel's back. It's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. And up until that point, had you experimented at all with diet? And did you, you know, did you say maybe it's the dairy or maybe it's the me or me, you know, I, yeah. did you try any of that? Not at all. And really, we just you didn't know. We, we didn't think about things and like it's that then. so hard to realize that people didn't think about that even as just 12 years ago. Yeah. You just listen to your doctors, you know, all of the moms that I was in moms groups, we were all doing the same thing. And we thought actually that we were a healthy family. Because remember, you know, 15 years ago, it was the low fat diet craze. Yep. craze. It was the skinless, boneless chicken breast. It and was pasta. The, it was lots of pasta. And I can't believe it's not butter and margarine. Yep. So yeah. that was our family. We were the healthy right. family. We were yeah. low fat dairy, you know, oh, and God. So exactly. And so whole wheat Cheerios. Whole wheat Cheerios and whole wheat bread. As long as was as much wheat as possible. That's it. As long as it was a whole grain, you were great. You were doing great. You're like, how much glyphosate can I actually fit into my diet? That that's it. Yeah. And so there was zero connection. But I just thought we have to do something different. And so again, 12 years ago, not a lot of information on the internet. You know, no such thing as Instagram. And right. so um, I just started to research about alternative remedies for healing. And I came across this concept of healing through food and it was quite foreign to me. I thought you can heal through food. Okay. Let's, yeah. And so I just kept reading and, and getting a better understanding of it. And I eventually got to this concept of bone broth and that cultures all over the world have consumed bone broth. And have used it for medicinal purposes. And that bone broth will actually heal the mucosal lining of the gut. And because the the majority of your immune system, up to 85%, resides in your gut, when you heal the gut, you heal the rest of the body. Okay, let's just say that again. Yeah. 85% of your immune system is in your gut. That's a big deal. It's a big deal that no one knows. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know... Fast forward and not really off topic, but when I was a nutritionist and I would work with women with autoimmune issues, they would come to me and they'd bring their host of medicine and pharmaceuticals that they were on to treat autoimmune disease. And I would always say, what are we doing with your gut? And 100% of the time it was nothing. What do you mean? mean? What's my gut? What's my gut? And well, that's where your immune system is. So we have to fix your gut in order for us to get rid of your autoimmune issue. Um, and so, and everybody now has leaky gut. A hundred, right? yeah. Like what yeah. percentage of people are walking around with leaky gut? The vast Absolutely. majority. The Apparently vast, me. The vast everybody, majority. Yeah. And, and without, without any, really, you don't have to have symptoms. And just by, mm-hmm. by the American lifestyle, that by, just by, you know, just the nature of living in the 21st century. Antibiotics yep. and everything. Else. Sleep hormones, and stress and hormones. Toxins, Toxins, stress, environmental, all of it. Water, all of it. All of it will, and pharmaceuticals, antibiotics will cause tears in the mucosal lining of your gut. So I came across this concept, as I said, 12 years ago of bone broth. And I thought, what do I have to lose? I had nothing to lose. I pulled him out of school that night. I decided he wasn't going to go back to school. We were going to homeschool him because I knew we were going to have to do drastic things and he couldn't sit around with, you know, a bunch of kids eating fruit roll-ups. Wasn't going right. to work. Oh, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Making that, like, I can't imagine the pressure that you felt Making that decision. 
But that's pretty powerful and that took a lot of confidence. So thank you. Thanks. I was just, you know, at my wit's ends. I did when I started to do some research and find out that everything that I was doing wrong, you know, went into that major mommy guilt mode. And even today, when I look back at his pictures, you know, when he's three and four years old and he's just a, a, you know, just a mess. You know, I always think, what if I could have known now? Then what I know now, you know, what a, what a different yeah, it would be. Of course, but, but yeah, but he says, you know, he would he would go through all of it again for for us to be where we are as a family, which is you know promoting this amazing um, liquid it, gold. It gave you a mission. Yeah, it did. It really did, and a passion. Yeah, absolutely. So what we started to do, I called my husband. My husband was a chef. Um, he wasn't. That's a, lucky. I know. <laughs> Hello. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he had he had been in the restaurant business. That wasn't his career at that time, but he had been a, a chef, you know, since the time he was thirteen, working in restaurants. And so I told him we're going to make bone broth, and he was like, "What?" And I said, "Yeah, we're. I need you to find some bones. We need to. We're going to make bone broth for for Blake." We couldn't find bones. We couldn't find a butcher that had bones twelve years ago. We eventually had to purchase the bones from a butcher. We eventually, as you know, time went by, we started to buy um, bones from Amish farmers that would deliver bones to uh, San Diego. Wow. Yeah. And um, all the way from Amish country yeah, in yep. Pennsylvania. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's farmers that my yeah. homeland. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the Amish part. She was a she was yeah, she was a bone farmer in the Pennsylvania part. Rural Pennsylvania. Little did you, you know. see my first car was a wagon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So um so anyways, we started to I, I threw everything out of our pantry and I started cooking everything from scratch and I got rid of all grains. And all sugar. I used coconut flour and almond flour in the place of everything. God, how did you even find coconut grains. flour 12 years ago? It was crazy. Yeah. It was, everything was you went so deep. different. Yeah, you were we just like deep. We, it was rolling up my mama yeah. wisdom fucking sleeves right now. Totally. I was, I was just hippied out. I would yeah. make our own yogurt. I would make our own beet kvass, sauerkraut, oh my God, bone broth. You know, and so three months of feeding this little guy this way uh, went by, and it was the first time he hadn't been on a round of antibiotics since he was six months old. Oh, that is such an amazing just milestone. Yeah. yeah. So we, you know, we had our doubts. I, you know, I was a doubter. Mm-hmm. Food's going to heal after everything that we've been through with this kid. I thought maybe it's because he's not around kids all the time. You know, he's right. not in school, oh. so he's not getting sick. And that's why six months went by, nine months went by, a year went by. And he has, he's never been on an antibiotic since that time. Hasn't been back to the hospital except for broken bones because he was a skateboarder and not a very that's good skateboarder at that. <laughs> Blake, you're not a good skateboarder. <laughs> Amazing surfer, does not do well with skateboarding. That's funny. That's incredible. Um, yeah. And that's really how it happened. And so I was that crazy mom that was at the park. And I was, you know, I just, when you find something that works for a sickly child, you do, it becomes your mission. And so I wanted to shout it from the rooftops and I would, and then I found myself, you know, talking to moms and groups of moms and moms calling me and just helping other moms heal their children through food. And so I decided I'm going to go back to school and get some certifications in nutrition and open a nutrition practice. And so I did. And I opened up a nutrition practice in Del Mar, California. Mm -hmm. Good fish tacos. Yeah. (laughs) I hope they're part of your nutrition program. (laughs) (laughs) You know, within about a year, I had a four-month wait list to work with me. Wow. And I worked with people all across the country, teaching them to heal through food and using mainly bone broth as the the 
kind of foundation to the program. And so how were you kind of, you know, how were you prescribing it? What was the part? Were you saying like, okay, Blake, you're going to drink X amount, X amount, you know, like 16 ounces of bone broth per day or 32. I mean, was yeah. there a specific protocol there? What was it? Yeah. I mean, for everybody's different, right? And it really depends on how sick you are and how chronic your illness is. So people with Crohn's disease, you know, people that have advanced stages of Crohn's disease that are having 15, 20 bowel movements a day, they're going through copious amounts of bone broth, you know, like three 24-ounce bags a day of bone broth. Um, it Just to keep their systems kind of sustained, That's right? like and roughly a half gallon, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then there's others that, you know, don't, don't necessarily need that much. And so it really just depend on the severity of the person that you were working with. With Blake, I snuck it into everything. Yeah. So soups. I would make everything. So just beyond soups, I would make smoothies. I would put bone broth in smoothies. You couldn't taste it because- Or cook your grains in it. I, or, well, you didn't do grains. But. I did everything. I cooked our, I would make homemade waffles. I would put the liquid in there. I would saute vegetables, put my bone broth in sauteed vegetables, braise my meats. Everything yeah. that I mean, he consumed had bone broth in it. Yeah. The nice thing about it, unlike so many, you know, medicinal kind of foods or liquids is when you heat it, it's not going to go away. All the good stuff is not just going to like cook off. Yeah. It's bone broth. The yeah. whole point is that you cook it for days and days and days or hours. What, so what is yeah. the definition of bone broth? Can we talk about the what is it and why is it so? Sure. Yeah. What's going on in there? Yeah. So the, you know, the definition of bone broth, first of all, it's it's not new, right? So right. we'd love to be able to take the credit for coming up with the concept of bone broth. It's just not simply the case. It's no, really we actually invented juice. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know if works. you knew that. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Then I invented bone broth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so really people have been using it for thousands of years for medicinal purposes. There's a, you know, South American proverb that says a good broth can resurrect the dead. And certainly, you know, Jewish grandmothers can attest to that. Well, that's the funny thing. Like it was, it's always been like that kind of just saying about chicken soup being yeah. penicillin for, you know, Jewish penicillin, but that's completely real. It's based in bone broth. Absolutely. And so the concept, the, the idea behind bone broth is when you take the bones of an animal and you cook the bones for long periods of time, you add a chelating agent to it, which is, just means it's an agent that um, is like a magnet, pulls all the minerals, the nutrients, the collagen, the amino acids from the bones, dumps them into the broth, and then you have this liquid gold. Long cooking times, so you are looking to do like 18 to 48 hours. And of course, you need to have really clean bones to start with. So bones that are organic, grass-fed, pasture-raised, mm -hmm. free of antibiotics, free of hormones. So why can't I get those same minerals, vitamins, collagen, everything in a pill form? So why can't I just take a vitamin? Why doesn't it have the same effect? Yeah, because your body was designed to be fueled, nourished, and healed using food. So regardless if you, you know, whatever you believe in, God or Mother Nature, your body's fuel is food. And you can never replace the synergistic, synergistic effect of the properties of food. So is it better for you to take a powdered vitamin C or is it better for you to eat an orange or, you know, even right. better yet, a bell pepper? Your body was designed to be nourished by that bell pepper, not something that has been modified, right? Deodorized. And just compromised, compromised in any, yeah. absolutely into a powder form. There's so many biological processes that happen just by putting food on your tongue. 
when you put any type of food on your tongue, it sends a neurotransmitter to your brain and your brain starts responding by telling your organs to get ready for that food. Mm -hmm. It creates saliva. It tells your gut, your body to start creating hydrochloric acid. It tells your pancreas to start creating enzymes. And so it's, you know, it's not going to have the same effect when you put a pill on your tongue. It's not going to recognize it as food. When you just walked in today, I was literally like, Tossing back a supplement. <laughs> and she's like, hi, nice to meet you. I was like, hold on, choking down another pill over here. But my gut's not ready for it. And, and there's a time and place for that, right? Yeah. There's adjunct therapies and there's absolutely a time and place for it. Yeah. But really, your nutrition should come from food. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, and it's, you know, it's, it's common sense. Bioavailable. It? it is very common. Right? It, it just is. makes sense. It's like you yeah. don't even need to ask the question. Especially when you use that orange analogy. I mean, that's kind of like a very common way that, I've, you know, you read about this being described all the time because you think about an orange and it's juicy and it's bright and it's vibrant and it looks like the sun and like nature. How does that compare to like a little dead, you know, little pill sitting on the counter? Like it's just common sense. And when I think about that question, my answer, uh, you know, my logic when I think about it is like, okay, well, if the vast majority of people are walking around with compromised guts, how are they going to assimilate those supplements and vitamins properly? Right. It's just not going to happen in the same way. No, and that is such a great point. And I've said it so many times, and I would say it to my clients in my nutrition practice always, if you have gut dysbiosis, if you have a gut that is not properly working, you can spend as much money as you want in the fanciest grocery store, you might as well have a Snickers bar because you are not going to be able to uptake the minerals and the nutrients and the vitamins from that expensive food and that preparation. The gut, if 85% of your immune system is in your gut, when you heal the gut, you heal the rest of the body. The gut is, you know, if you look at modern disease and the modern diseases of today, the majority of them, over 90% start because of 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 a gut issue. Well, I think it's important what you just said too, giving that example about, you know, spending all this money on expensive produce, because the point here is like, it's not enough just to eat the highest quality and the best quality food and the, and fresh produce and all of that. If you're starting with something that's compromised in the first place. So to your point, you have to start, you have to heal it first or it doesn't matter. So that what I think makes a lot of people realize like you have to know what your baseline is. I mean, we talk about this a lot. Like it's very hard to start a nutritional protocol if you don't even know what you're working with in the first place. And like we were saying, most people are walking around with the compromised gut, leaky gut, all these issues that just don't present in a way that would make you think like, oh, I need some healing. So they don't do it. But this is a great, this is a great example and a great way of thinking about the fact that like you just, you need to, you need to start from zero as opposed to negative. Absolutely. It is the foundation. When you're building a house, the most important part of building that house is a firm foundation and the gut is the foundation to health and wellness. And it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. So, and I've dealt with probably every disease and health issue um, in my practice. Mm -hmm. And always 100% of the time when we healed the gut, we were able to move the person forward in in wellness. So that's everything. Like think about the mind 
that connection. So we have so much anxiety, so much depression, so much ADD, ADHD, dyslexia, dyspraxia in oh, our society. Me, so much anxiety. I know. Talking <laughs> well, about this right now, but yes, it's going. But it's, yeah. but it's easy. Here. Yeah. And so I'll give you this, this connection that I don't think that we realize, right? So we have all these young girls who are on anti-anxiety medication and, and yet it's a gut issue for them. So when I want to give you a little science behind that. When we're in utero and we're being formed in our mother's womb, there's a piece of tissue and that piece of tissue breaks off and one piece of the tissue becomes your gut, the other tissue becomes the brain. And they're forever in communication via something called your enteric nervous system. So they're like Siamese twins. Whatever goes into your gut affects your brain and whatever you are thinking affects your gut. And I'll give you an example. Fascinating. Many people don't like to get up in public speak. They get butterflies And so just by thinking of having to go stand up in front of people, it affects their gut. It's the perfect example of that Siamese relationship, Mm -hmm. Siamese twin relationship. And so when you're dealing with anxiety and depression and all of the things that our society is dealing with, with mental health and mental illness, when you fix the gut, you fix the brain. I'm a GAPS practitioner. GAPS is an acronym for gut and psychology syndrome. And it's a program that was written by a neurosurgeon who healed her son of autism, but she didn't, she decided she wasn't going to heal his brain. She she knew she had to heal his brain, but she wasn't going to start there. She was going to heal his gut. And she knew if she healed his gut, she would heal the brain. And she did. And so she taught practitioners like myself to work with autistic children all over the world to, in some cases, cure them. In other cases, just get them to a, a better place where they were in their kind of spectrum of autism by healing the gut. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's so really fascinating. Wow. And it how, really is. how new is that GAPS practice or? not? It's not very new. I mean, we were doing GAPS 10 years ago, you know, and so I've walked thousands of people through the GAPS program. And the whole idea goes back to healing the gut, healing the the brain, healing, healing the body. Yeah. Okay. So, so can we go back to one thing that we were talking sure. about off air earlier because I think it's so critical or so you think about something this powerful yeah the gut mind connection and how bone broth is such an incredible tool in healing that a why isn't there more knowledge around this but b why isn't this a suggestion when you go to your general practitioner you go to your doctor right. why why isn't this ever thrown out if so many things so many ailments are connected to this idea, right? That the gut is is responsible for all of these issues that we're that that we're experiencing in our culture right now. Why isn't this readily available? Why aren't they prescribing? Why aren't doctors prescribing bone broth? Or just prescribing a gut healing protocol in general? Like why aren't they talking about guts? Because because the pharmaceutical company hasn't put it into a pill yet. Right. And so we were just talking about and a patent. Right. Exactly. Let's not forget that the most important part behind any pharmaceutical is the patent. Yeah. You can't patent bone broth. You can't patent food. Right. Right. Yeah. That's mind blowing to me. Yeah. And so we were just talking briefly about your son who is about, yeah, he's entering into this medical journey and he's on his way, you know, hopefully to become a doctor and he will change the world for all of us. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but the amazing thing you were saying is that NYU did this brilliant thing by, um, when you can explain it, I just think it's so genius. And I think it speaks so directly to this issue that yes. we're having. Yeah. yeah. Go NYU. So they're the one of two medical schools in the country that's offering free um, medical school. Free medical school. Free. Just yeah. free. free tuition. Yeah. 
Yeah. Don't like, apply until after my son gets in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't want to boost this percentage, acceptance percentage exactly. numbers, but the, but the yeah. rationale behind it. Yeah. Well, the rationale behind it is that most of these kids who are going to medical school will graduate with a minimum of 300000 to $500,000 worth of uh, student loans. Minimum. Yeah. And so what the schools are starting to recognize is that these children who are these young adults who want to become doctors and just want to work in the inner cities as a general practitioner can't do it because they cannot afford to pay off their student loans and live off the salary of a general practitioner in a city. And so, so they have to choose their discipline motivated by how they're actually going to pay off their their loans. Absolutely. Which is awful. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So they are clearly very motivated by the ph- pharmaceutical industry because they have this huge debt. Yeah, you better believe it. And also, you know, the motivation behind the pharmaceutical industry is to do what? Keep our children on antibiotics, right? I mean, it's just this cascade effect. Yeah. Keep everybody popping Absolutely, pills. because yeah. because if we could heal our children using food, what is a well check? My my children, we didn't I didn't take them to well checks any longer. What what I mean, think about the oxymoron of a well check. You take your well check. Like child, a well visit to your pediatrician, you, you take right? Your That's what well yeah, you're, it's a well well checked, well visit to a pediatrician. Right. The oxymoron of that, you're taking a well child to a pediatrician to, to the do, doctor to the doctor to do what to to put them on whatever it's going to, make to them be. Sick right. So that They're you can like, keep coming back. Exactly. Exactly. I always, and, yeah. and I don't think it's, it's the heart of the pediatrician. It's not the heart of the pediatrician. And no. this is not, you know, I'm never want to, you know, bash doctors. It's it's the it's, it's the, the money paradigm of this entire it's system. It's the money behind the schools, the medical schools. It's the pharmaceutical companies behind the schools that are doing the studies. And by the way, our doctors, I mean, the reason that our doctors, when you go to your general practitioner and they're not prescribing bone broth is because they had, you know, less than 40 hours worth of nutrition practice right. in exactly. their so not eight to a part 10 of their years. focus. It's oh, unbelievable. Yeah, can we just like, can we say that again? Because I don't think people realize no, this. No, they don't. Doctors are not trained in nutrition. No. Whatsoever. And nutrition, no, they are, they are, remember that they, doctors are practicing medicine. medicine. Right. They are MDs. That means they are medical doctors, mm-hmm. medicine. There, there's no nutrition that they are studying at all unless you work with alternative doctors. Like and that's, yeah. yeah, functional. And, and there are, actually there are, a, and, and, and two doctors defense as well. Because there's so much information and so much knowledge around the gut now, and really within the past 10 years, so many doctors are coming around. I mean, I worked with many patients that were sent to me from doctors at UC Irvine and UC San Diego who were gastroenterologists and would say, you know, this is your route. You have Crohn's disease. We're going to have to move part of your colon. There's this nutritionist that people go to and you're welcome to go that route. And she's healed, you know, she's helped a lot of people. You can go that route as well. They don't teach it, right? But certainly they would send patients to to us and right. we would turn them around. You know, I have a story of a gal that came to me, went to a doctor at UC Irvine. She had advanced stages of Crohn's disease, 40 years old, um, very quickly within six months had advanced stages of Crohn's disease and was told, you know, you, you young gal at 40 years old have to have your colon removed, mm-hmm. part of your colon removed. And I was her last ditch effort. What was um, her what was her daily was she like going to the bathroom like 40 times a day? Yes, yeah, so she wasn't that bad cuz she had only been, you know, having Crohn's for for 6 months. So she was t- about 12 to 15 bowel movements a day, but that means that you don't travel, that means you stay at totally home. Totally compromises That's your life. De- debilitating. Yeah. It's de- 
completely debilitating because it's not like you can hold it when you have to go to the bathroom and you have Crohn's disease. So within a year of working with her, she went back to um, her doctor. They did a colonoscopy, her gastroenterologist, and he said, you have a colon of a of a teenager. Wow. Completely healed through food. Wow. Um, and so what was her, what was her protocol? Like her protocol. how long did it take? What was yeah. she on? Her protocol was always, everybody's protocol was bone broth. So she started out with her, in her particular case, we did bone broth, no grains, no sugar. And she really did for her first couple of weeks. And I don't, you know, if anybody is listening and, you know, you want to self-diagnose and then self-prescribe, work with a practitioner because you need to. But she was on about two weeks worth of soups that were completely made of bone broth. And that's all she consumed for the first two weeks. Yeah, And then you just kind of move them through, you know, the system of, of what like the GAPS protocol looks like. And is there an animal that's favored that's more valuable in terms of nutrient density than like, is a cow better than a chicken and a chicken better than a... Yeah. Turkey. Really good question. So if you're looking for the collagen benefit, it's the chicken and the chicken bone broth will yield more collagen. And now we're going to get kind of weird and this is going to freak some of the vegans and vegetarians out. But in chicken bone broth, you want to use the feet of the chickens. And the reason you want to do that is because that's where they hold the majority of their um, collagen. It's like all cartilage, It's it's exactly what it is. And so therefore your broth becomes very gelatinous and that's all that collagen. For somebody who's trying to do gut healing, the beef bone broth. And the reason is, is because of the amino acids. And we should probably talk about that a little bit, not to get too scientific. Because no, it can let's get, get there. I okay, want to go there. It can get a little weighty, right? And so I really, I in my practice, I always try to speak in layman's term because I feel like I'm a layman and that's how I, I, I better communicate and I, I better respond, mm-hmm. right? So really, if you think about bone broth and the science behind it, we didn't know why a thousand years ago it would heal cultures. We didn't have that science, but we do today. And what we understand is that it's actually the amino acids in the bone broth that heal the body, specifically the gut. So there's four that I like to always focus on, and we'll kind of talk you know, briefly about those four, very quickly, high level, and then we're going to kind of get into the depth of one and the reason why. The first one is arginine. So arginine is an amino acid that helps you build muscle. It also will stimulate your blood vessels and that will create more oxygen flow to your heart. So it supports your muscles. It supports your heart. The next one is glycine. Glycine is really important. It's a very important amino acid because it helps your body make glutathione. Really big words, but I'm just going to break it down. Glutathione is like all the rage now. That's it. Everybody's all about their glutathione. And they should be. And here's why. We live in a very toxic, toxic society. Just sitting here, us right here, sitting at this desk, having these clothes on, we're exposing ourselves to toxins. The way that our body gets rid of those toxins is through our liver. So your liver has two stages of detoxification. The first thing your liver does is it goes around your body and it pulls all of the toxins, 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 toxins. And it puts it into the first phase of detoxification in your liver. And it sits there. The next phase of your of your liver detoxification is called stage two. And that's where the glutathione comes in. And the glutathione then takes those toxins and helps you eliminate those toxins. Without the glutathione, you can't get rid of all of those toxins that stage one did for you. And doesn't my body just produce the glutathione? No, it doesn't. Not enough. 
And that's the problem. I mean, you know, a hundred years ago when we ate the way we did on a farm, probably we probably did a really good job through our soils Mm -hmm. and we would get all of the minerals and nutrients and vitamins that we needed from, from our farms but not any longer. And so the glycine in the bone broth will help you with your body create that glutathione to rid your body of toxins. Mm -hmm. The next thing, and we all know that collagen is the big rage, is proline. And proline, you have to have proline in order to tell that collagen what to do and where to go. So you can take all of the collagen supplements that you want. Unless you have proline in your body, the body's not going to be able to assimilate the collagen. Mm-hmm. But the most important amino acid, and again, I hope I haven't lost you all. Not this at is all. Really no, I'm like hanging on, okay. I'm okay. hanging on your every word right okay, now. Okay, perfect. Is glutamine. And glutamine is the powerhouse. And here's why. 85% of your immune system resides in your gut. Your gut wall is made up of cells. And those cells, those cells, the favorite food of those that those cells love to consume is something called um, glutamine. And it loves that glutamine so much that when the glutamine comes into the cell, the cell assimilates it immediately and it starts pouring out mucus and juices, the cell does. And those juices will actually act like a sewing needle and they will sew the tears in the mucosal lining. Wow. And of the your mucosal gut. lining is very, very thin. Is it like one cell? It it is. It's very, it's very thin. And the problem is, is that even a micro tear in the mucosal lining of the gut will allow something very easy, like an undigested protein. It doesn't sound like it's a bad thing, an undigested protein. It's just a protein that's in your body that's now entered into your bloodstream that isn't digested. But your di- your body sees it as a foreign invader, goes into a state of inflammation, stays in a state of inflammation until it gets rid of that undigested protein. Well, you do that all day long and what do you do? You become this inflamed person <sighs> That's walking around. Just dragging the stuff around. That's it all day long. And you can't eliminate it. That's it. And so the glutamine is the most bioavailable source in, in bone broth. And it's really nature's way of pro- providing this powerhouse amino acid for your gut. And, and the gut, you know, healing the gut, Hippocrates, the father of medicine, right? The first person on record to write about medicine, talk about medicine. He's considered the father, father of medicine, said that all disease begins in the gut. He knew all these yep. years ago what we're now coming back around to discovering today, that when you heal the gut, you heal the rest of the body. This is amazing. Um, so <laughs> going... Co- so going back to, you were talking about the different formulas, depending on what you're looking for. You said the chicken has the highest in collagen, but all, are all of these amino acids available in every type? Or, I mean, yep. you were saying specifically you need like the beef in order to do the gut healing. Yeah. Then what are you using chicken broth for? Yeah. So yes, the amino acids are in all of the bone broth. Okay. Um, the higher content is in the beef. Mm-hmm. And so, but I will tell you that I I have many, many patients that couldn't, didn't want to do beef. They were beef. They were either recovering vegans or vegetarians. And the thought chicken of, is the gateway meat. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. They just couldn't do it. And absolutely can a hundred percent heal leaky gut using chicken, chicken bone broth, broth, lamb bone broth, turkey bone broth. Absolutely. Is there a pig bone broth? 
there there are pig bone rots. Absolutely. You know, there's typically a problem with pigs because they're not clean animals. And so it's hard to really source really organic, clean pasture. That's why you don't really see it so much. Yeah. yeah. You really just see like turkey, chicken, and beef. Yeah. Turkey, chicken, beef, lamb. Yeah. Yeah. So bison. Bison's a really clean animal. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've, I mean, there's so much more to like unpack just in this whole, you know, conversation about what you're doing with the healing process. Um, obviously, you've built an incredible business on top of it. So, I mean, when, like, when did Bonafide kind of arrive? And are you, you're now just kind of spreading the gospel in this amazing way? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it went from this, you know, m- this mom on a mission to just heal her son to then working with people in my practice. And, and biggest- you're currently still practicing. I'm not. Okay. No, no. you're all business now. I'm, I'm all business. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have m- better impact. I, I'm just <laughs> getting slinging, the broth out yeah, there. Yeah. I just sling bone broth now. I love it. That's great. <laughs> um, but it, it really was, it came out of this need because I had patients that weren't compliant. And after six weeks being on a program, they would come back and they'd say, I just can't make my own bone broth. I can't do it. It's too hard. And so that's when I approached my husband and I said, would you make bone broth just for my clients? Like I need to get them well. And there's so many that I could get there. I could get them well if they would just do the bone broth. And so he said, no, you know, no way I won't do it. And then, you know, I begged him and happy wife is a happy life. And so we did. (laughs) And uh, so we started making it just for my clients. And that's really, you know, fast forward story. We started making it for my clients. We started selling it online. We started in Whole Foods and, you know, our local Jimbo's in in, um, San Diego. And, you know, now we're the number one frozen bone broth across the nation. That's amazing. Um, In the frozen set, we're in, you know, Walmart. Target, Kroger grocery stores, and of course, Amazon and and online. And and really, it's a labor of love because for us, it was this fight to keep broth in the frozen section where it belongs. Mm -hmm. Um, Grocers didn't want to put it in the frozen section. It's not where people go to buy. Right. So that is my next question slash request. Can you please clarify? Because there's a lot of crap on the shelves out there that in In the the uh, packaging. Just on the shelf, shelf stable, saying bone broth. And there's huge difference. I mean, you're talking earlier about the gelatin. So can you kind of explain what people need to look for and avoid when they're buying a bone broth? Obviously, bona fide, you know, notwithstanding. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of great bone broth companies out there that that are putting their bone broths in the frozen sets. And really, if you think about where you store your big 10 quarts of bone broth when you make it at home, you don't put it into a box and put it into your cupboard because it's real food and real food rots and it should. You take your bone broth and you freeze it. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to make it just like you did at home. The problem with the bone broth craze, and it is a craze now, is that everybody wants to make a buck, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's big food companies, it's big pharma, and everybody wants to be in it to win it, right? And so what you'll see is when you turn over that box of broth, that same box of broth was probably the broth that used to be called stock. Stock. Exactly. Yep. exactly. And it's that's all that it is. But guess what? There's no FDA regulation. that you have to use the bones of an animal, use it for a longer cooking time Mm -hmm. to be able to call it bone broth. And so there was one retailer a couple of years ago that we spoke with and they wanted us to put bone broth on their shelf. And the buyer said to me, you know, 
I think what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of go back to the drawing board. We're not sure what we're going to do here, but it just makes sense to me that we're just going to take our product that we have and call it bone broth because it's stock and we're just going to rename it. And, and guess what? That's exactly what's happened. So if you go into those grocery store aisles and you turn over those, those boxes, you're going to see that it's going to say chicken stock from concentrate, yeah, that's water, herbs. And when you turn back to the front of it, it's going to say bone broth. Yeah. Yes. No, it's, it's crazy. crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. And by the way, they're going to charge you $2 more and you think that you're you're using it for medicinal purposes. You're drinking and salt it's a water. can of Swanson, basically. It, it's yeah. the same thing that our parents used to feed us. Well, not your parents because I'm older than you, but my parents used to feed us in the 60s. It's the Swanson's broth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, God. So, so go straight to the freezer is what we're telling people when shopping for broth if you're not making it at home. Absolutely. Go to the freezer, find a brand that's in the freezer, turn the bag around and look for organic. You want your product to be organic. You want to know where those bones are coming from. Mm -hmm. You want to look for a filtered water. You want to make sure that it has the long cooking times and that there isn't anything added to that broth, um, such as broth. It's so crazy that if you turn a, a package over of bone broth, it'll say, there's some that'll say bone broth. And the next ingredient is chicken broth. <laughs> it's like, okay. Wait a minute. Bone broth is different than chicken broth. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But we're still so going to call is, it bone broth. What is the minimum cooking time? Yeah. So we've done labs and we've done, you know, in our in our own uh, labs that we've sent off, we've, we started a cooking time at 10 hours, went all the way to 48 hours. And the sweet spot was anywhere between 18 to 48 hours. And so that's how long we we cook our So our what do you bones. mean by the sweet spot? That's the moment at which you get the highest... Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so it doesn't, it, you know, there you will be able to pull some benefits from the broth, you know, as you cook it. But the longer cooking times, 18 to 48 hours is where you're going to produce the highest yields of the amino acids, okay. the collagen and the protein. And that's so why the, it has a medicinal effect, yes. right? So that's the key. Yeah. Right. But Absolutely. so do those, so if you say buy it and have it at home in your freezer and you want to use it in a soup mm-hmm. and you're cooking that soup maybe five, six hours, mm-hmm. is that, is there going to be a depletion because you're continuing to cook what it should be at its peak or like, how does that work? Is there a die off? There is not. Absolutely not. And the longer cooking time, remember, is when you have the bones right. in the okay. water. Right. Then when you take that away, it- Continuing it, to cook the broth doesn't compromise it. No, it absolutely does not. And we've pulled laps on that as well. And it doesn't. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, we got the white paper people. <laughs> and so, I mean, for people who are not necessarily looking to heal their gut, even though obviously, as we've discussed, everybody needs to be, but there also is just a benefit to drinking it anyway, right? I mean, you're getting some protein, you're getting like what for people who are like, I don't care about my gut, but give me some broth because yeah, because that's what my friends on Instagram are doing. Yeah. So it's one one of the amino acids. Um, the one that I talked about, the, the glycine is wonderful for skin, the elasticity of your skin. So you may not want to heal your gut, but we all certainly want to look good. Right. Um, so it helps with the elasticity of your skin. It helps with your bones, right? As we age, we know that, um, uh, you know, there's a big problem with osteoporosis in, in our country, um, mostly because people take antacids, mm-hmm. but that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> oh God, don't even get me started. Uh, um, and so the benefits are endless really, but really, even if you don't want to heal your gut, you need to support your gut because it is the foundation to your health. Yeah. It's the foundation to you being able to absorb all of the food that you're going to eat in that day. 
Um, and so even consuming a small amount is, is beneficial. And, you know, I am a slinger of bone broth. You don't have to drink a bone broth, a bag of bone broth a day in order to be healthy. It really depends on where you are. Yeah. In your wellness. But it certainly can't hurt. And also just from a completely experiential and taste point of view, especially in cold climates where we drink lots of warm beverages, I'm the person who has like a savory palate. Like I don't really care about sweet. I love like I crave salty snacks. So for me, drinking all the tea to stay warm all day or coffee or whatever doesn't meet the same palate need that I have. And having like a cup that looks like a coffee cup that you bring out of Starbucks, but it's full of this just like savory, delicious, magical broth. is just like, it's such a satisfying kind of like afternoon snack or whatever. I think that that's something that also you kind of like don't think about. This is actually just an amazing alternative beverage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, just it is. And we, I have to tell you that when I started to meet with grocers a few years ago, the, you know, the, first thing that they would say is, what do you do with it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you drink it. Wait, what do you mean? Right. People just it's, drink it? It's yeah. Like, you it's like, it's not a soup. You put it in a cup and you sip on it as you would a cup of tea. Yeah. Um, and it's lovely. Yeah. You can do anything with it, as we just learned. You can sneak it into all sorts of dishes, sauteing your food in it, and just even the, you know, a little ounce at a time is making a difference. Oh, yeah, great. absolutely. Smoothies. You know, I tell people, take a bag of bone broth, defrost it to a slushy state, put it in an ice cube tray and add mm-hmm. those little ice cubes to everything. It's really yeah. easy to incorporate. And then all of a sudden your foods become superfoods. You know, you use and it. Your in skin is glowing. It is glowing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I broke my, so I've been a vegetarian, pescatarian. Well, really a true, I was like raw foodist at one point and then vegan and then vegetarian and now pescatarian. I followed the, I like slowly added You're things coming back, back to the farm, Zoe. <laughs> so that was in like <laughs> 2000. Uh, 1999. And so it's been a very, very long time since I've eaten, tasted anything like beef or chicken or turkey. So it was kind of shocking when I was pregnant and my doula made me all this bone broth. And she was just like, I'm not going to hear it. You're going to drink it. Like you're going to lose so much blood. You're going to be so exhausted. You're going to be so depleted. You're going to be like immediately nursing. Like, just please. She's like, I'm going to mask it for you. She put like, I have the most lovely doula. I love her. I love her. (laughs) She put all of these like mushrooms in it. She cooked it at her house for like, you know, two days. And so she brought it to the hospital when I was in labor. She was literally just like double fisting, giving me like bone broth and like coconut, like real coconut water. And I chugged that yeah. bone broth oh, like so you good. would not believe. I was like, <laughs> lifeblood. Oh. I need it. That's my favorite way to have it too, is with mushrooms and some seaweed. Just because yeah. you get all or like the umami at once. Some coconut milk oh and my ginger, God. a little turmeric. Some, so yeah, it's so, so good. good. So many ways Look at to us. We're just like really coming salivating. out of the... <laughs> I know, I'm so hungry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, speaking of hungry, unfortunately we have to wrap up, which is sad because it's a, you are just an amazing wealth of knowledge on this topic yeah, and you've got you. an incredible brand to support it, which we're just so excited about. Thank you. Um, but speaking of, you know, when you're hungry, um, we like to just close our interview by asking our guests who is at your fantasy dinner party. And I think I know the answer to what you're serving, but you can elaborate on what you're cooking in your Come bone on, broth. You can't have bone broth all the time. I know. It's a fantasy dinner party. <laughs> exactly. Like, who do you got? You know, this is going to be probably, it's going to maybe sound a little cliche and probably not as fun and sophisticated as we would like it to be. But, no disclaimers. But I, so I do have I like to it say already. that. But I. I really love 
my friends and family. And they are the people who I want to spend the most time with, you know? So it's the people that are in my life. It's the girlfriends I don't get to talk to anymore because I'm a slinger of bone broth and I, I'm working this business 24 seven. But it's the people who are in our lives, my husband and myself, that we just would love to sit, have dinner with and enjoy our time with above and beyond any rock star or um, anybody that's walked the face totally of the earth. I think it's totally fair when you're short yeah. on time. That actually is your fantasy is just yeah. to have more time with the people Just that you more time. Yeah, absolutely. And I, my kids, I mean, I dig on my kids. They're the coolest awesome. little humans, you know, 22, 19 and, and 16. Which is just... unbelievable because you look like you're about 30. Oh, so it's all the you. bone, bone. It is. <laughs> thank you. That that's glowy nice. complexion is amazing. Thank you. 52. Really? Yeah. Girl. Thank you. Oh, thanks. You guys are nice. Oh, you're nice. It's good. That's good. We're doing a podcast. (laughs) Um, Okay. What are you eating? What are you eating at the dinner party? Yeah. Well, of course, bone broth. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of meat. So, but our pescatarian friends could, could come along. You know, my husband is an amazing chef. And here's the thing that it's just like every woman is very envious just because of this. He cooks gourmet dinners five nights a week. Last night we had white fish with a curry sauce. (gasps) He took greens and he made the greens Asian style. And then, you know, we we had some cauliflower mash. And by the way, that's five nights a week. And it's I, we really eat like a five-star restaurant. So whatever he cooks, yeah. we are going to be in good hands and we're going to feast. So the fantasy is for him to simultaneously cook and also sit next to you at the table. Exactly. That's the fantasy part. Exactly. My husband is really good at taking a sausage and putting it in a pan. <laughs> hey, add a little bone broth to that. Yeah. It's, it'll yeah. be perfect. No, my husband actually does cook a bit like <laughs> that. He's he? not a professional, yeah, he, but he he's, does some cookery. And, you know, we're child-free, so we've got time on our hands. Yeah. That's well, why don't you... Um, Make me something. I might. I might. <laughs> I did actually use the broth in a, well, it was not vegan, but it was a non-dairy broccoli uh, cheese soup. And it was oh. like, you know, nutritional yeast and cashews. But instead of the water, I used some broth. Perfect. It was yeah. yummy. Yeah. Um, Superfood it. I like that dinner party. Yeah. Yeah. That's, right. a, Super that's simple. a good answer. We're simple people. We really are. <laughs> and good people. And party stock. Who just happen to be crushing it in this amazing, incredible business. So congratulations on that. Thank, Thank so you exciting. so much for coming. And, Thanks for having me. And meeting us on on, on the West Coast. On the West Side. Yeah. Thanks for coming out and getting your California fix on. Totally. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah, we're coming to San Diego next time. Please do. We're gonna, your we're husband's going to cook us dinner. He will. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. Go to, we'll, next time, let's meet in the Blue Zone. Yes. Perfect. We do podcasts from the Blue Zone. Done. Done. Tune in. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at hgwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our daily blend blog to see what we're drinking.